Hey, this is Pastor Holly of Open Heart Sanctuary. Welcome to our podcast. We are so glad that you are here, and wherever you're listening from, we believe that God will transform your life through today's message. Be sure to subscribe so you can get these messages every week. I pray that you are blessed today. Amen. Amen. My brothers and my sisters, let us prepare to hear a word from the Lord. If you will, turn with me in your life's owner's manual, your basic instructions before leaving the earth. Turn with me to the Gospel of Matthew. This morning I had intended to preach about Palm and Jesus' entry into the city. Uh, But as I was sitting in the office, the Lord redirected our path. This morning we are in the Gospel of Matthew, the fifth chapter. And let's begin with the 14th verse. Amen. Let us rise. The Gospel of Matthew, chapter 5, beginning with verse 14. As recorded in the New King James Version, reads as follows. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand. And it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. You may be seated. Gracious Lord and Heavenly Father God, We thank you for another opportunity this morning to gather in your house one more time to receive a word from you. Lord, I would ask that you would clear all of our hearts, clear our minds, clear our souls from all the distractions and worries and stresses of everyday life that we would receive, be open to receiving a word from you. Consecrate me now to thy service, Lord, by the power of grace divine. May my soul look up with steadfast hope and my will be lost in thine. Amen. Amen. Let your light so shine before men that they might see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. As I began to meditate on that passage, as I began to prepare 
what I thought was going to be this message. I thought this morning about ministry and the light. I thought about what ministry and the light might have in common. Both the ministry and the light dispel darkness. They both give guidance and, 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 and they both reveal what is there. As I begin to flesh out this passage, flesh out these three points, God said, stop. He said, yes, Kenneth, those are very valid points. However, none of that can be done if one is not in right relationship. So I want you to deliver a message to the people about relationships, about worship, and about service. So our message this morning, my brothers and sisters, if you will, meditate with me upon the thought, is your worship in vain? Is your worship in vain? If you will, although we begin in Matthew, the fifth chapter, the Lord is moving us to the book of Zechariah. From Matthew to the prophet Zechariah, the seventh chapter, and we're going to begin with verse 8. Amen. Please say amen when you have found it. Zechariah, the seventh chapter. Zechariah, the seventh chapter, and I will not be before you long, beginning with verse 8. Zechariah, the seventh chapter. Thank you, Lord, I hear you. Beginning with verse 8. as recorded in the New King James Version. Then the word of the Lord came to Zechariah, saying, Thus says the Lord of hosts, 
execute true justice. Show mercy and compassion, every one to his brother. Do not oppress the widow or the fatherless, the alien or the poor. Let none of you plan evil in his heart against his brother. But they refused to heed, shrugged their shoulders, and stopped their ears that they could not hear. Yes, they made their hearts like flint, refusing to hear the law and the words which the Lord of hosts had sent by his Spirit through the former prophets. Thus great wrath came from the Lord of hosts. Therefore it happened that just as he proclaimed and they would not hear, so they called out, and I would not listen says the Lord of hosts. But I scattered them with the whirlwind among all the nations which they had not known. Thus the land became desolate after them, so that no one passed through or returned, for they made the pleasant land desolate. But they refused to pay attention. Stubbornly they turned their backs and they covered their ears. They made their hearts as hard as flint and would not listen to the law or to the words that the Lord Almighty has sent by his Spirit through the earlier prophets. When I called, they did not listen. So when they called, I would not listen, says the Lord Almighty. Is your worship in vain? Before my brothers and sisters, you may be seated, before we can truly ponder the question posed to us this morning, we first have to look at two very important terms, sincere and vain. To truly reflect upon this question, is your worship in vain, we must define what it means to be sincere and what it means to be vain. sincere, free from pretense or deceit, sincere, genuine, real, honest, free from adulterance, 
sincere, pure, unadulterated, vain, of no use, without effect or success, vain, producing no good result, vain, unsuccessful, fruitless, vain, describes one's thinking, describes one's action and effort that fails to accomplish a given result. Vain. My brothers and my sisters, to fully understand what our passage is telling us this morning, we need to take a step back for a moment and peer into what's going on during the time that Zechariah writes this letter. What prompted him to respond with this message of repentance? of repentance, this call to action. You see, prior to Zechariah writing this letter, Cyrus, the king of Persia and the conqueror of Babylon, issued a decree in the end of his reign, allowing the Jewish, allowing the Jews to return to Jerusalem. He issued a decree allowing the Jews to return to Jerusalem to rebuild the temple that had already been ravished, that had already been destroyed by the Babylonians. Cyrus allowed a remnant of about 50,000 Jews to return to Jerusalem. They journeyed home and they began work on the temple. For 70 years, for 70 years after the temple had been destroyed, some of the Jewish people self-imposed a ritual of fasting and praying in the fifth and the seventh month of the year. The purpose that they self-imposed this ritual of fasting and praying during these specific two months was to commemorate the destruction of the temple. But their actions, their efforts, their thinking, their fasting was shallow. It was selfish. It was of no use. It was fruitless. It was unsuccessful. All of their efforts, my brothers and my sisters, were vain. 
Their actions, their efforts, their thinking, their fasting was not without pretense, was not without deceit, was not without honesty. Their actions, their effort. Their fasting was insincere. Just like just like their efforts. Just like their thinking, just like the fasting of many of us today. My brothers and my sisters, this morning, God wants to know, is your worship in vain? Is your worship in vain? The seventh chapter of Zechariah, the seventh chapter of Zechariah begins by describing a delegation of men sent to ask the priest, sent to ask the priests and the prophets about whether they should continue to weep. That is, should they continue the ritual of mourning and fasting as they had been accustomed to doing for the last 70 years. We see in the fourth verse of this chapter this morning, Zechariah responding to the question, saying, Then came Then came the word of the Lord of hosts unto me. And the word was, speak unto all the people and to the priests, saying, when ye fasted and mourned in the fifth and seventh months, even those seventy years, did ye at all fast unto me? Even to me? And when ye did eat, and when ye did drink, did not ye eat for yourselves and drink for yourselves? Should ye not hear the words which the Lord hath cried by the former prophets when Jerusalem was inhabited and in prosperity and the cities thereof round about her? When men inhabited the south and the plain, What's important is that we get an understanding here because these verses are heavy, are pregnant with meaning. 
They're heavy with a message that, that we can so easily relate to in today's time. What the Lord is saying, what the Lord is asking is, when you fasted and mourned for the past 70 years, was it really for me that you fasted? It looks like they, too, like we today, misunderstand the meaning of fasting, the purpose of fasting. He goes on to say, and when, we, when you were eating and drinking, were you not just feasting for yourselves? What the Lord was asking them, and he's asking us this morning, is your worship in vain? In order to fully understand this response, we again have to step back a couple of years to the writing of the prophet Haggai. You don't hear us preach from Haggai very much anymore. Haggai was Zechariah's contemporary for the times in which they both prophesied overlapped. In the book of Haggai, we learn of the continued disobedience of the Jews who had returned to Jerusalem to rebuild the Lord's temple. When, 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 when the Jews finally returned unto their homeland, they were instructed by the Lord to rebuild the Lord's temple. However, they, the Jews, did not believe the word of the Lord. And because of their unbelief, they allowed 18 years of continued interruptions. They allowed 18 years of excuses and delays in completing the building of the temple. However, however, during this time, they themselves, listen to this, they themselves did indeed prosper. You see, they, this, this is remnant, they, they allowed 18 years of interruptions, building themselves lavish and elegant homes. They allowed 18 years of excuses as to why they could not rebuild the temple. They allowed 18 years to go by while they were building their own economy, while they were building their own commerce. They allowed 18 years of delays, enjoying good health, enjoying prosperity. For 18 years, my brothers and sisters, their stomachs were full and their wallets were fat. For 18 years, beloved, they allowed themselves to be distracted from their purpose, which was to serve the Lord God Almighty through the rebuilding of the Lord's temple. They lacked, 
they lacked they lacked integrity they lacked the integrity to live up to God's standards and guess what God was not pleased how many years, beloved, my brothers and my sisters, how many years have you allowed to go by by not doing what God has told you to do? And as a result, he's asking you this morning, he's asking us this morning, is your worship in vain? Is your worship in vain? We learn, we learn, we learn, we learn how displeased God was when, 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 when we look at Haggai chapter 1 starting with verse 3 which reads, Then came the word of the Lord by Haggai the prophet saying, Is it time for you, O ye, to dwell in your sealed houses and this house lies in waste? Referring to the Lord's temple. He continues, Now therefore, thus save the Lord of hosts. Consider your ways. You have sown much and bring in little. Ye eat, but ye have not enough. Ye drink, but ye are not filled with drink. Ye clothe you, but there is none warm. And he that earneth wages, earneth wages to put into a bag with holes. You see, they were greedy and self-serving. They had all that they could possibly eat and drink, but they wanted more. They had enough clothing to keep them warm and to protect them, but it was not enough. They had enjoyed good jobs, made great money, yet they squandered it on their own wants and desires instead of using those monies to continue serving the Lord by being obedient and rebuilding the Lord's temple. Yet, they were never satisfied and their service, brother, was shallow. Their worship, my brothers and sisters, was in vain. The word doesn't tell us this, but, 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 but I can imagine that the Jewish people were just having a good old time. They were feeling really good about themselves and their accomplishments, but here they were. Here they were, returning from captivity, returning to their homeland, 
building themselves back up from the ground after the exile as God's chosen people. Here they were, just living a good life, living in their lavish and elegant homes. I can imagine they had good jobs. I can imagine they were making good money. I can imagine they were working hard, building their economy so that they could continue to be financially prosperous. They were going to church or to synagogue like good worshipers. They were praying for the things that they wanted or felt that they deserved because of all of their sufferings. They were even fasting, even though for the wrong reasons, and doing everything... and doing everything by their world's standards instead, instead of obeying the word of God, instead of living up to God's standards. You see, church, their worship was shallow. Their worship was vain. They weren't fasting as a means to worship God. They weren't fasting periodically to seek God's face. They were fasting as a ritual. They were fasting as a ritual to commemorate, to remember, to mark the anniversary of events related to the destruction of Jerusalem and the temple. They were fasting as a ritual to lament that is to feel sorrow for to lament, to show grief for, to show regret about breaching the walls of Jerusalem by Nebuchadnezzar. They were fasting out of habit. How many of us do things out of habit? They were fasting out of habit. They were fasting out of a ritual. They were fasting as a self-imposed religious observance. You see, what God was warning them of, what God was telling them, just as he had warned their fathers before them, what he was telling them was that he wanted reality. He wanted a relationship, not that ritual, but not that religion. He wants a relationship. He doesn't want empty formalism, but he wants inner spiritual reality. Does that sound familiar, church? 
Does any of this remind you of how we've allowed ourselves as Christians, as a society? Does any of this remind you of how we've allowed ourselves to become today full of greed, always wanting, 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 full of self-servicing, thank you, Jesus, full of self-serving sacrifice, self-service. I did this or I did that. Look at me. Look at what I did. Look at what I'm doing. Look, look. Lacking integrity. Just look at some of our kids today. No integrity, no respect for human life, no respect for other people's property. We don't have to look at the kids. We can look at some of the adults, for that matter, failing to live up to the standards set by God. God was telling the people that their worship was in vain. God was telling the people that he wanted a relationship. God wants to know this morning, my brothers and my sisters, is your worship in vain? The text continues telling us that, that, that not only were the Jewish people this women, not only did they continue to be greedy, not only did they continue to be self-serving, not only did they continue to be full of ritualistic formalism, they continued to be full of religion. But we see in our text here in Zechariah that not only did they continue in their disobedience, disregarding the word of God, but they continued living without integrity. That they continued living up to the standards, ah, that they continue not living up to the standards of God. Hallelujah! But we are shown in verses 9 through 10 that, 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 that God had given them four spiritual tests. Four spiritual tests of faithful covenant relationship living which consisted of social, moral, and ethical commands. Execute true judgment, that is, administer justice. Show compassion and mercy towards one another. Oppress not the widow, nor the fatherless, nor the stranger, nor the poor, all of those less fortunate than us, do not think evil, do not imagine evil, do not plot evil against one another in your hearts. Hmm. Sounds like things we are supposed to be doing today. God wants to know, is your worship in vain? But the people, look at this, the people, verse 11 says, but, 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 but they refused, they refused, they refused, they refused to hearken. They pulled away, they pulled away, they pulled away the shoulder and they stopped, they stopped, they stopped their ears that they should not hear. Hmm. They made their hearts in Adam and stone, lest they should hear the law. 
and the words which the Lord of hosts hath sent in his spirit by the former prophets. So the people, so the people, so the people, they refused to pay attention. They stubbornly turned their backs. They covered their ears. They made their hearts as hard as flint or as hard as stone, such as flint or marble. And, and they would not listen to the words that the Lord God Almighty had sent. They would not listen. Now, I can imagine that some of us, some of us, live in some very nice homes. I can imagine, brother, that some of us have some good jobs and make a good livable wage. I can imagine that some of us have full refrigerators, full deep freezers, and that some of us even have full closets full of wardrobes for each season. We're protected from the elements. Rain, snow, heat, cold. Our bodies are warm in the winter and cool in the summer. Our stomachs are full and our wallets are, our wallets may be full. We may have three and four credit cards. Some of us have even more credit cards. We have cable television. We have satellite television. We have computers. We have cell phones. We have nice new cars. We have good credit ratings. And as a result, some would say that we are living a pretty good life. We have all of the trappings of this world but yet we cannot we do not live up to the standards set by God we don't obey the commandments of the Lord to love thy neighbor as thyself we don't obey the commandments of the Lord hallelujah we fail to administer justice truth we fail to show compassion and mercy we failed in not oppressing the stranger we fail in not oppressing the poor we fail in not helping the addicted we fail in oppressing we fail in not oppressing the incarcerated we fail in not oppressing those less fortunate than us. We fail in not thinking evil. We fail in not imagining evil. Hallelujah. We fail in not plotting evil against one another. We fail the four spiritual tests of faithful covenant relationship living. Therefore, my brothers and my sisters, our worship is shallow. Therefore, our service is vain. Hallelujah. Our service is vain. Our worship is shallow. Here we are. Here we are in the city of brotherly love. And our children are flunking out in a school system that is failing them. Here we are in the city of brotherly love, the birthplace of modern democracy, yet there is corruption in the government.
The crime rate is so high in our communities and our people are afraid to come and help out the police to solve these crimes. Can I get a witness? Here we are in the wealthiest nation of the world where people are giving their lives sneaking across our borders just to make a better life for themselves and our lands are becoming desolate. We barely produce anything anymore. Uh, we, barely, we barely produce anything here anymore. The goods we consume, most of the everyday products we now use, the clothes we wear, the toys our kids play with, the cars we drive, the televisions we watch, the cell phones we use, the computers we use, and even some of the food we eat is produced in foreign countries. The land, the land is becoming desolate. Because we have lost our saltiness. Because we refuse to pay attention to God's word. Because we stubbornly turn our backs towards God. Because we cover our ears and hear not his word. Because we have made our hearts hard as stones. Because we think evil, we imagine evil, we plot evil against one another in our hearts because some of us lack integrity because we have failed to live up to the standards of God because our worship is vain. Our service is vain. And just like Jerusalem has become desolate, just like Jerusalem had become desolate because they too had lost their saltiness, because they too refused to pay attention to the God's word, because they too stubbornly turned their back towards God, because they too covered their ears and heard not the words of God, because they too made their hearts as hard as stone, because they too thought evil, imagined evil, and plotted evil against one another in their hearts, because they too worshiped in vain. Turn and ask your neighbor this morning, is your worship in vain? We're almost done. Is your worship in vain? With so much going on today, we cry out daily like David with a loud voice, my God, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Why are you so far from helping me? And from, hallelujah, 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 why? Why are you so far from helping me? Oh my God. I cry in the daytime, but thou hearest not. And in the night season, I am not silent. Can I get a witness? Is your worship in vain? Hallelujah! With so much going on, we cry out daily like Jesus cried out from the cross. My God, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? 
God answers us, as we see in the text this morning. Therefore, it comes to pass. As he cried out, and they would not hear, so they cried out, and I would not hear, saith the Lord of hosts. God said, when he called, we did not listen. Therefore, when we call, he will not listen. God said, when we refuse to pay attention to his word, when we stubbornly turn our backs towards him, when we cover our ears and hear not his word, when we make our hearts as hard as stone, when we think evil, when we imagine evil, when we plot evil in our hearts against one another, when we lack his integrity, he, hallelujah, when we fail to live up to the standards, then he will not hear us. He will not hear our cries. And our service is shallow. He will not hear us because our worship is in vain. Is your worship in vain this morning, my brothers and sisters? Now, as bleak as that may sound, as bad as I have drawn the picture, God wants us to know that there is hope and that hope is Jesus. God has already told us God has already told us that if my people that if my people who are called by my name, would turn from their wicked ways, would seek his face, would humble themselves, would pray that he would heal our land. God told us that he wanted to make us the head and not the tail, the top and not the bottom. So your worship won't be in vain. God told us that he would bless us in our comings and in our goings so that our worship would not be in vain. God told us that he would bless all that we put our hands to so that our worship would not be in vain. God told us that he would bless us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God told us that weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning so that your worship would not be in vain. God told us he would make our enemies flee before us seven ways, even though they only approach us one way so that our worship would not be in vain. God said that he would anoint our head with oil and prepare a table before us in the presence of our enemies so that our worship would not be in vain. God told us that he would open up the windows of heaven and pour us our blessings that we wouldn't even have enough room to receive them all so that our worship would not be in vain. God told us that he would, he would make us self-sufficient 
needing and wanting for nothing, hallelujah, so that his kingdom, so that his kingdom would get the glory, get the honor, and get the praise, so that our worship would not be in vain. God told us that, 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 that he would move mountains. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God told us that he would move mountains and cause walls to fall. God told us that he would bring down giants, that, that, that he would break the chains of bondage, and that he would break all strongholds so that our worship would not be in vain. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 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 I'm reminded, brothers and sisters, of an old hymn which the songwriter wrote. Years I spent in vanity and pride, caring not my Lord was crucified. Knowing not it was for me he died on Calvary. Mercy there was great and grace was free. Pardon there was multiplied to me. There my burdened soul found liberty at Calvary. By God's word at last my sin I learned. Then I trembled at the law I spurned till my guilty soul imploring me turned to Calvary. Mercy there was great and grace was free. Pardon there was multiplied to me. There my burdened soul felt liberty at Calvary. Mercy there was great and grace was free. Pardon there was multiplied to me. There my burdened soul found liberty at Calvary. There my burdened soul found liberty at Calvary. Is your worship, my brothers and sisters, this morning, is your worship in vain? Hallelujah. Is your worship in vain? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. And amen. Thank you for joining us today. A special thanks goes out to those of you who give generously to this ministry. It's because of you that this ministry is possible. Thank you for joining us today. Be sure to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends and family. Again, we thank you for listening. Now go out and live a victorious life.